hey, fire starters, and welcome back to the Females on Fire podcast, where I have a very special episode for you today. For one of the first times ever, if not the first time ever, I am actually bringing a guest back on the show for the second time. So today you are going to get to hear from my very dear friend and color expert, Michelle Lewis. Michelle joined me back in the early days of the podcast on episode number 37 to talk all about color psychology. And we are doing a deeper dive into that conversation today because Michelle is actually the sponsor for our upcoming Females on Fire Summit. And color psychology is exactly what she's going to be talking about. So we wanted to do this episode as a deeper dive into color psychology for your brand and how it really affects your business and your ability to gain customers. So I just know you're going to get so much out of this episode and going back and listening to episode 37 and hearing Michelle at the Females on Fire Summit. So without further ado, let's dive in with Michelle. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast where we talk all things marketing, business, and personal development. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the marketing coach, motivational speaker, and Dr. Pepper lover with a mission to connect you with the most incredible women I can find and the tools you need to chase those crazy audacious dreams of yours. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's turn that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Ready for four days that will change your life, Firestarter? The Females on Fire Summit is back for its third round, taking place August 8th through the 11th. With over 40 sessions that will help you grow your business and yourself, tons of live networking, and of course, our virtual dance party, it is going to be four straight days of action-packed fun, education, and motivation. If you have not attended before, trust me, you don't want to miss it. And if you have joined us in the past, you know, we just had to make it even bigger and better. This round is sponsored by the color cure and between them, our other sponsors and speakers and the huge announcement we have coming plus all the giveaways. There is so much in store for attendees this time around. Registration is open now, and you can grab your completely free ticket by heading to femalesonfiresummit.com. And I hope that I will see you there in August. Hello, Michelle. Thank you so, so, so much for joining me on the podcast again. I mean, we were just talking about, I was there in the very scrappy beginning Yes, <laughs> and here we are now and it feels so full circle and thinking about how much we've grown and changed since we first recorded together. It's pretty crazy. It's completely insane. Uh, you were back on episode 37. I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, but here we are like what f- almost four years later, pretty much. Has it been four well, years? It's been close. It's been close. Oh, I'm so old. That? I don't believe that. <laughs> We're not old. Don't say that. We're not old. We are not old. We're so wise. We are wise. We are not old. <laughs> I love it. So you guys, Michelle has been on the show before she's episode number 37. We talked all about color psychology. So of course I had to bring her back today because she has a brand new brand called, that was weird to say, the brand new brand called brand brand. The Color Cure. 
And we are going to do kind of a deeper dive today into what we originally talked about and talking about color and how it is just going to change your life and change your business and all the things. But Michelle, before we do that, uh, for those for those people listening who don't know you uh, and aren't familiar with how absolutely freaking amazing you are, give them the intro. Who are you? How did you get into this? How did you come up with the idea for the color cure? All the things. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me back on the show. This is, I love being in your circle whenever I can. I just adore you. So this is super fun. Everyone listening. Hi, thanks for listening to this show. I know it's one of the best out there. If you haven't rated it yet, be sure to do so. Give Haley a little bit of love because she works hard. Um, so for me, I come from a background in TV and film. That's how I kind of got into what I used to do uh, with a brand called Visibility Vixen, teaching people how to get on camera and how to live stream and how to podcast and all that. But the one thing for me that was the biggest differentiator for my brand was when I started utilizing color psychology. And then I started teaching it a little bit in my masterminds and my membership. And that's what started really making the biggest difference for my students and my clients. Even when I had million dollar brands that would come to me to do PR for them, that's always where we started was with color because they didn't have a strategic color. And so that's when, uh, about six months ago, I just sat down and went like, I think this is what I need to do full time. I think I don't really have time to be teaching all the other stuff. And there's plenty of other people that can talk about visibility and video, but I need to go all in with color because this truly is the one universal language that we were never taught. So that's why I'm here. And that's why this new brand exists. And I'm thrilled. Oh my gosh. I'm so freaking thrilled. Uh, I love that. It's the one universal language. That's so cool. I've seen you say that a couple of times now. And I just, I love that. I think it just, it's my new catchphrase. Cool, yeah. It's such a cool little catchphrase, isn't it? Um, I love it though, because I think it's so funny looking back because I'm like, it's, it really has been like three and a half, four years almost since we did that episode together. And that was kind of, we knew each other, but we were like kind of getting to know each other at that point. Mm -hmm. And I remember us talking about what you were going to come on the show and talk about. And you were like, oh, I can talk about visibility and publicity and all these things. Or, you know, I'm just kind of getting into talking about color psychology. And I was like, ooh, tell me more. That sounds amazing. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here like, uh, yeah, she's my visibility girl for sure. Like you could talk about that all day, but tell me about my color psychology. That's super interesting. And now a whole freaking brand about it. That's incredible. Like, I'm so excited about it. I think it's going to change the world. Literally. That sounds I hope so, so. That sounds be so cool. cheesy, but let's so change the world, Haley. Let's do it. It's going to do it. It's going to change. Well, and what's funny is like, I was writing the book and the last, the thing I left for last was pink and magenta because, you know, technically right. it's not a visible light spectrum color. And, yeah. but you were the one that helped push me over the fence saying like, no, Michelle. <laughs> people respond to pink. I've seen it. You need to like study this and you need to change it. Remember and that conversation. Yes. yes. And so I'm like, all right. And so, you know, me, I have to go into the science and the behavioral experiments and da, 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 da. Well, there's by far the most with pink. I mean, maybe it's like red and yellow and green and blue that people have studied, but then right under that is pink. So yeah. I was able to back scientifically, historically, behaviorally. I mean, with all these experiences, 
experiments and studies that pink truly does affect people. And it is one of the colors used in our universal language. So a huge part of that is because of you. Uh, (laughs) And I had no idea what I was talking about. I was just like, Michelle, it's pink. You have to use pink. I love pink. Um, (laughs) So that makes me so happy. Um, I, oh my gosh, there's so many like areas we could start with to dive into yeah, this where conversation, do you start? but I'm like, where do we even go? Let's talk about, I know they can go listen to the color psychology episode and they can kind of get a feel for like, oh, this color, you know, kind of infuses these feelings, these emotions, it brings up this, they can kind of go listen to that. So I don't want to get into that too much today. What I'd love to get into is more of the, how, how do they start to use color? especially in their business and their marketing and like social media, because that's what we're on all day long, every day, but just in their general life too. So let's talk a little bit about that first and how somebody who is not like yourself, they haven't studied the science and the behaviors and the history and all this stuff of color. How do they start to recognize like how they're choosing, you know, those, those background colors on Canva and how they're infusing their brand colors and how to know if they've got the right brand colors and all of those pieces. Let's dive in there first. Okay. So what's funny is that whenever someone books a color consult with me, nine times out of 10, they come to the call and they're like, this is my brand color. I don't want to change it. (laughs) And I'm like, Okay. That sounds about right. (laughs) Easiest money I've ever made. Like if you don't want to do anything. And so I say, okay, well, let's look at your sales. Let's look at your lead generation. Let's look at your visibility. Let's see if you're truly feeling like you're making the amount of income that's congruent to your effort. And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. I'm like, (laughs) okay. So something needs to change. Yes. And I might, you know, hire this and hire that. I'm like, okay. But what if we just start with your brand colors? Mm. Isn't that kind of the most, I know that it feels massive, but compared to shifting your lead gen efforts or your publicity or any of that kind of stuff, it's actually one of the smallest things that you can do. And then they're like, okay, well then break it down for me. And then, you know, we have a good conversation. (laughs) So I think what's funny is that the first thing we need to talk about is there's usually a protective barrier that we've made around our brand and we don't want to touch it. Because, you know, it took so much time and so much effort and we feel like we've put ourselves into our brand. So when I come in and am a threat to that, potentially, it's like, no, I need to protect this because this is a reflection of myself. Mm. So I think that's a good place to start to just say, let's look at things really objectively because the truth is the intention of a visual brand should be absolutely about the ideal client and attracting them. People here have probably read Donald Millard's building a story brand where they say your ideal client, your customer (laughs) is the hero that applies to your brand too. That applies to your visuals too. And people go, but Michelle, where am I? I feel lost in my brand. So here's the equation. The colors that you choose are about attracting your ideal client. The tonal color harmony, the exact shade of that color is where your personality comes in. Mm. I found that to be a really good balance where you still feel like you're a part of your brand. You're not against your colors. You know, you can wear them and you're okay with it, but you're not, Hey, this is me. And this is my brand. It's, Hey, this is what I can do for you. Does this work for you? But I feel comfortable representing it because my personality is in here too. Does that make sense? It does. And I love that. That's so fascinating. Like 
just the concept that like, Hey, you know, the brand colors are not about you. Right. Cause that I think makes sense to our listeners, right? Like, yeah, it's not about me. It's about my ideal client. It's about getting them in the door. You know, I can, I can work with that, but then just bringing into it, like, yeah, where do I come in? Where do I get to infuse my personality? So I love that. I love the, what did you call it? Tonal, tonal color harmony. And we can talk about that for a second. If you want, let's get into that. Let's go. There's (laughs) four different groups and you may have heard of this before people listening. Um, but there's four different groups of kind of like color tonal personalities and they're broken down into winter, summer, autumn, and spring. So what this means is that whatever your personality is, so let's take Haley and I, for example, while we can say Haley, she's definitely driven, but she's very kind and she's very, you know, compassionate and she's very heart centered. So she's (laughs) probably, I know just blowing smoke right here. Right. (laughs) Uh, so she probably would fall between either the autumn palette or the summer palette. I just, from knowing her, I know that she'd be more attracted to the summer palette. So (laughs) summer is a little bit more laid back, a little bit more serene. And if you're looking at it, like with hex codes, when you design on Canva, Mm -hmm. you're going to be going down with your color, just a little bit to put a little gray in there. And then you're going to desaturate it a little bit. That's more in the summer palette. Whereas autumn, you're having more yellow undertones mixed with gray. Gotcha. So all it really decides on is that kind of palette that you're using and what the overall tones are of the colors. Mm. So it's a completely different look. And usually when, when I get on a strategy call and someone's like, you know, I put so much effort and I hired a brand designer, but I'm just not relating to my brand. It's because the colors are in the wrong tonal color harmony palette. And we can literally just switch them just live on the call. And they're like, Oh, I like this. The color didn't change the tone. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. I'm like, even just hearing you explain it, it's like, I don't know. I'm just picturing in my head, like just even the color red, right? Like just Mm -hmm. take like a, maybe like a lighter red or something. It's like, okay, are you a summer red or an autumn Mm -hmm. red or a winter red? Like, and I can already picture, like even not knowing anything about it, I can picture like, that's a very different red. Right. Mm -hmm. So Oh, that's so And this cool. is the difference. Like people bring so many brand palettes to me yeah. and even their actual colors, their primary and secondary are in two totally different tonal color harmony palettes. Mm-hmm. That's where the fight is and they can't identify and they just get frustrated. So they just throw their brand palette to the side and they're like, I'll just worry about that later because I have to move forward in my business. Right. So it's such an easy thing to fix. And even with some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the space, you can start learning this concept and you can go to their sites and see the mistakes because so many designers don't know these concepts, not your fault. You know, this isn't taught a lot on Pinterest or Google, but like, for example, in the winter palette, that's the only palette that can use pure white and pure black. So the six O's or whatever zeros and then the six F's, it's the only one. So if you're a summer or you're a spring or you're an autumn and you use those colors, but you're still using pure black on your webpage and pure white on your webpage, there's going to be a disconnect there as well. Mm. So I see that all the time. Oh my gosh. This is so fast. I, I, I feel like this should have been like a workshop that we're and but then I'm like, oh, we'd be here for like 
seven hours. Like (laughs) I would ask you all the questions. Oh my gosh. I love this so much, but I love that too, because you're like, Hey, even like the biggest entrepreneurs are making these mistakes and all the time, you know, this is why the color cure exists now. This is why it's a thing. (laughs) I love it. Exactly. I love it. So how does someone go about, let's say that they're like, okay, Michelle, I hear you. Like I'll fix that. Right. Mm -hmm. How do they now go about like infusing that branding into social media, into their marketing, into all of these different pieces without it kind of being like overkill? Cause like, you know, if I'm all of a sudden hitting everybody with color, like all the time and that's, you know, it's like, sometimes that's overkill. So where's, how do they find the balance of making sure that even just like an email that they send to their email list has some kind of color in it because we know that matters. So what does that look like infusing this branding now into your marketing? Cause they are different. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing is it's, and people say, but I don't want to do a photo shoot. Well, if you're a solopreneur, if you have a brand, you got to do a photo shoot. I'm all about a photo um, shoot <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Let's do it all yeah. the time. Right. So it's important to get some photos done. Even if you do them on your phone, I just did a photo shoot the other day from my phone. So this is possible, uh, in your primary color. And if possible in your secondary color, this is going to give you some ammunition, especially when you have more grid feeds to be able to mix it up. I think that's really important. And people, they just, they want to see your face. It does increase customer trust. It does increase their propensity to buy. So we just can't work around that. We also can't work around the fact that color influences up to 92% of a buyer's decision. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to not only have this on your Instagram, on your Facebook, but on your website. And as you're escorting someone through your funnel, whatever that may be, when it comes to DMS, when it comes to emails, I found the easiest way to incorporate color is actually emojis. So yeah, I'm actually putting (laughs) my friend, George is like, can you please create a product that I can sell that teaches this for people that are closing in their DMS? I'm like, all right, so it's, it's happening eventually. Oh, I want that. But I want to know as soon as it's that is fascinating, <laughs> right? And I'm like, well, you may not know, but like every time we PM each other, I put in a blue heart and like, yeah. I know eventually you're going to trust me because I'm using a blue heart, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's, all the time. it's interesting. So I think there's so many ways that you can inject it. And now, especially with our feeds, we have the ability to create really cool graphics and you can put in your palette. It doesn't have to be the whole thing's crazy blue, like my brand color. It can be on the edges. It can be on the text. Like you can do it as tastefully as you'd like to, but it is important to have it wherever you're posting online, even if it's just a color you're wearing on a live stream so that there's that cohesiveness and the recognition. What we're trying to do is break down the normal 15 to 20 touch points a customer needs to remember you and buy from you and to subtract that to like two to three. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal. Yeah. I love that too. And I, I think it's, it's so interesting because I know if you're listening to this, you can't see this right now, but every time I hop on anything with you, a call, an interview, anything at all, you're always in a blue shirt, like always. Yeah, girl. And I love it. And it's been that way for the four years that I've known you. I have never, I mean, maybe, maybe like a couple times seen you in something that's not blue. You're like, do you um, own anything else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm not convinced you do. I'm not convinced you do. Um, but I, I love it because I, 
I know because like typically if I go to conferences or something, I'm trying to wear like a pink jacket or like a pink, you know, t-shirt underneath or something. There's something going on that's pink because that's the brand. Right. And I hand out like my business cards at conferences. And I had somebody say to me once, she's like, Oh, do you have like representation for your podcast and blah, blah, blah. We had a whole conversation, but she was like, cause you're like a walking, talking brand. And I, lo- <laughs> I, I love, love that it. comment because that's kind of what we should all be going for. Right. Is yep. you're, you're literally just the emulation of your brand. You should be a walking, talking brand at mm-hmm. all times. Like if you're trying to build something that's going to sell, that's going to grow, that's going to bring in an audience and, and draw them in, like you're saying, then it's got to be on brand, right? So I think exactly. that does come into play. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it comes into play a little more than just creating pretty graphics in Canva and throwing them up on Instagram. It is the emojis that you use in your DMs. It is the pictures that you use in your emails and on your website. It is the colors that you wear for an interview or when you're at a conference or whatever. And so just like those little tiny tweaks where you can be a little more cohesive, a little more on brand. I think ultimately they end up making a really big difference. I completely agree. And this is getting back to that universal language, right? That's why it's so important in all of our communication. And I think it's a tool that we forget about and we focus, we're taught to focus on the words, the messaging, the right offer, da, 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 da. And when that doesn't connect, we self-blame and we shame and it's our fault and it wasn't the right message. It wasn't the right offer. Da, 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 da. Well, we can't really rule that out unless we've also experimented with color uh, during those attempts. And a lot of people don't. And so they actually end up giving up on things that could be really great because they didn't necessarily have the right colors associated with them to draw in their audience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. I love that. So mm-hmm. For the people listening who I, I know there's somebody out there who's going to be like, oh, I wish she would ask this question because it's going to drive me crazy. So I have to ask for yeah. the people who are sitting there and they're like, okay, Michelle, I hear you. I want to care about if my branding colors are targeting the right people, but how do I know? And I know we could get into like, this color means this. And, and so we won't get into that today, but how do they figure that out. Let's say somebody who's like, oh, Michelle, I'd love to work with you, but I can't afford it or whatever. Like, where do they start with just trying to figure out what their audience actually resonates with and what would draw that audience in? Absolutely. So primary color needs to be what you want your ideal client to feel the first time they see your brand. So that would be a specific emotion, hope, motivation, inspiration, creativity, forward momentum, uh, feeling like their true self, whatever it may be really, this is where we we plug episode 37. Yes. Yes. You need to figure that out. out. Go back and listen to Michelle's first episode. (laughs) Yes. Secondary color, how you support them through your customer journey. Yes. So those things are really helpful to figure it out. And then if you're in the part of testing, I love testing brand palettes with audiences because people love voting on it. They love it. Don't ask me why, but (laughs) feeling like they get a voice in this situation is huge. So please, please, please 
drop it in your feeds, ask for votes. Um, another thing that I find works really well when someone's really new to experimenting with color is take your top two or three choices and start wearing them, mm-hmm. wear them on calls, wear them in your posts, you know, when you're taking a selfie or whatever, and then see how people who are normally in your everyday life and your everyday routine react to you in those colors. Mm-hmm. That yeah. can be a huge indicator as well. And then as you boil it down, and especially if you're like, well, I have a brand and you know, it's converting. Okay. How do I know if maybe a change is needed? Just start looking at your ratios, start looking at how much traffic is coming in per month, how many are turning into subscribers, how many are turning into actual paying customers. If it's lower than you'd like, then chances are a visual change or a visual tweak could make a big difference. This happened with a friend of mine when she was running some Facebook ads where she had just kind of, you know, had the person do whatever they felt like. And then she's like, okay, let's bring in the colors she'd recently discovered, which was purple. And it had a huge effect on the ads and the number of conversions. So it can be something as simple as taking already your primary brand color and putting it into some of your advertising mediums and seeing if it makes a difference. Ah, I love that. I love that. I love this conversation so much. Um, so with that, like knowing how they can start to infuse it, knowing how they can figure out, is it the right brand colors for my audience? How do I get them to you know, vote on it? How do I get them to tell me what they're wanting and, and bring up those emotions? Now, how did they use that to convert? So we've, we kind of talked about making sure you're infusing it, you know, on your social media, on your ads, in what you wear and in interviews and all of those things. But in terms of like, okay, when I send them to this sales page, for example, to buy, when I tell them to click this button, like, what does that need to look like in terms of, you know, like infusing color on the sales page or like do all of the, the call to action buttons on the sales page need to be that primary color? Like, what does that need to look like? I want to get like super granular on this because I'm just like, it's so fascinating to me. And I know we could like delve into this for hours, but I love this idea that literally just swapping out a color could potentially get you more sales. I mean, absolutely. That concept is wild, but it's true. Yeah. So I don't know if that question even made sense, but yeah, I'm going to cover what I think would be helpful. Yeah. In Um, terms of converting, what does that really look like? So that sales page offer page, and I'm going to say emails for the most part. And so with emails, not if the color's too light, if it's too light, you're going to have to darken it so people can see it. Let's be sensitive, especially to the people that have um, color impairment. So whenever you're highlighting specific text that you normally bold, try changing that to a color. So for me, I'm changing that to that strong cobalt blue. Um, My call to action buttons, however, I tend to make those yellow. Mm. That's my secondary. I think that sometimes when we have our primary on a sales page, and then we also make that the call to action button, it gets lost. So I like to make the call to action button pop. Um, The only color I would avoid in my call to action button would be red, Um, unless your audience is primarily male, then that might be a really good thing for you, but just overall, it tends to be a little bit too jarring and it might make someone actually avoid a purchase, uh, but experiment with it. This is where AB testing is so great. You can have two sales pages with two completely different color palettes and just see which one brings in more cash flow. So I think using those little tweaks, not being afraid to use color, 
But the one thing I would say, don't make your full blocks on your sales page too much color, right? We're doing this as a tweak. And what you have to understand is if you're using a color that's in the visible light spectrum, you are hitting that person physically when they see it. So when I come to people's websites and it's literally, there's no white, it's just (laughs) chunks of like pink and green and brown. I'm like, this, whoever sees this is going to like run away screaming. You're hitting them too hard, right? Yeah. Pink and green and brown. That's a color palette right there. It really (laughs) in different tonal color harmonies. It's just like, whoa, um, pink elephants everywhere. So I think that what we have to try to do is not go too overboard, do little hits, Yes, you know, make your the top of your headline, you can make that a specific color. If it's dark enough, you can do little ribbons across, you can do, you know, stock photography, you do all kinds of things. So I think that that's the key is finding the right balance and then just testing, right? So see, okay, this funnel predictably gets a thousand people a month and I get, I don't know, 200 subscribers from it. And then I get, let's say 50 sales. Right. Well then try sending them to a page that's tweaked and see how those numbers change mm. and do that until you find the right balance. I love this. I, that kind of answer it. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And what I'm hearing through, you know, all of these answers, all of these questions is that it doesn't have to be a really huge change. And I think, I know that's something that like, when you first talked to me about color psychology, that I kind of had some reservation around. And I know a lot of our listeners will as well is just, we hear this and it's like, oh, like she's telling me I have to go change all my brand colors. That means I'm going to have to change all my social media. I'm going to have to overhaul my website. Now I've got to go pay for a photo shoot. Like this is racking up. And it's like you said earlier, you mentioned that like, sometimes people will just be like, I got to move on. Like I got to work on something else. I don't have the money for this right now. I don't have time, whatever it is. And so they'll just kind of throw something up and forget about it. And all of a sudden they're, you know, four years in looking at it going, when did I choose these brand colors? Like, why did I pick this? (laughs) And why am I so exhausted? Yeah. Why am I so tired all the time trying to make sales and do all these things? So Mm -hmm. I love that this conversation has kind of centered around, it doesn't really have to be this huge, massive overhaul of everything in your brand. It can be these subtle little infusions in various ways. And I think that's kind of what's really cool about it is that there are various ways. There are so many different little subtle infusions you can do. Like you said, whether it's just changing up those buttons and kind of doing that AB testing, whether it's putting them out on like Instagram stories and asking your audience to choose like which one of the tones they like better, whether it's suddenly wearing the color and seeing how people react to it. Like there's so many different little tweaks you can make that make such a big difference. And it makes me think of like just a ripple effect, you know, like you drop a little tiny pebble in a, in a pond and the ripples just get bigger, 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 bigger. And it really is a lot like that. Like you can make one tiny tweak and maybe not even see it right away, but after a while you start looking and you're like, oh, people do respond differently. I do get more responses in the DMs now. I do get more engagement on my posts. I have more people clicking the button in the email or on the sales page. I'm getting more sales. I'm getting more conversions and being able to attribute it to something like a little color shift or a little color change, or just that one little infusion, I think it's just so cool. 
And that's the goal too. And I think a lot of us struggle in a way with our messaging because we don't have the visual feel behind it. Because when you do, your language changes. You know, if I'm wearing, if I'm on a call like with you and I'm wearing blue, I'm going to focus much more intellectually. I'm going to focus on motivation, trust, and inspiration. If I'm wearing purple, I'm going to focus much more on relationships and connection and more of the spiritual. If I'm wearing yellow, I'm going to be talking a lot more about focus and moving into the future and that kind of stuff. So our message naturally changes and gets more aligned and specific when we understand this language. And so that's what I've seen a lot of clients succeed in. And they don't even really realize it until down the road. And they're like, Oh, (laughs) my message did get so much more crystallized when I made this, the primary color. And Oh, like my business kind of did explode. Like I didn't realize that, you know, it's like these subtle shifts, but it is truly because we're using an arsenal that's always existed and adding it to everything else that we've learned in the online space and all the courses we've taken and all the programs we've done. Now we're just boosting it with visual fuel. That's all it is. Yeah. And I I love it too, because it's such a, it's such a complex topic, but such a simple solution. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, what's cool about it is you can get really, really into this and get really granular and like study it the way that you have and work with, you know, the color cure and do these color audits and all of these different things and get really granular into it. Or you can just make one tiny little shift and see what happens. And it's bound to change something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, what's cool is that even though it's such a complex topic, it's something you can get so granular into. It really at its core is a very simple solution to a branding problem, to a marketing problem, to a sales problem. And the other thing I love about it is that even though it is so complex, even though it is something you can get so granular into, there's not a bad color. Like it's, nope. you, you're not going to find somebody listening who you're like, mm, your brand color. It just, well, it sucks. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's just really bad and we hate it. And like, I feel like puce green yeah. <laughs> only in a very specific situation. It's probably good but... for something. <laughs> it's probably good it's for something. Good yeah. For something. So <laughs> that's the thing is like, you don't have a bad brand color. You no. just maybe, like you said, in the wrong like tonal harmony. Did I say that right? Uh, or, <laughs> or, or just have like, you know, just the wrong shade of something, or maybe just, you know, like that's your primary color and it really should kind of be more your secondary color or whatever. Like, it's not that you have a bad color. It's that you maybe just aren't utilizing it in the best way possible. And yes. I think that's kind of cool too, is because that just seems like everything else in business, right? Like you can have your own personality, your own way of doing things, your own systems, your own whatever, but you may not be utilizing it to its best capacity. And I think it's cool that even something that seems so simple and everyday to us, like color can be something like that, where we can literally step up our game in this area and use it at a better capacity and watch it change things and watch it help us thrive and grow our businesses and, and literally change our life. Yes. A hundred percent. What I do want to just caveat is that some people come to me and their primary color is black or white or gray or brown, (laughs) and they are, this is what works and that's totally fine. But what I will tell you is 
the people that have that by just putting in a tweak with a visible light spectrum color, and that's the red, the orange, the yellow, the green, the blue, the purple. And like we've talked about in some cases, the pink and the magenta, (laughs) that is actually going to hit the body when it's viewed. Yeah. All of those other colors I mentioned will not. Right. So if you want to cause an emotional, physical, you know, mental reaction, then you may want to bring in a visible light spectrum color because that is what influences people in order to associate it with the message and then to buy. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. I had a couple of people bring, they they're like black says luxury. I'm like, (laughs) but it doesn't necessarily mean sales. So like, Let's put a little red in there. It Let's says put luxury, but it there. doesn't say buy luxury. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a ship passing in the night, but exactly. like, it's not stopping at your port, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. I think that that's important to realize because some people do get frustrated because they're like, well, I have this beautiful palette and I paid, you know, I've had people message me and they paid $10,000 to have a designer, like design this for them. And then they're frustrated because they're not making money. So this is what I just like to disclose just in case that's happening to you. Yeah. But I, I, and I love that you threw that caveat in just so we know. And so we have it, but I love this too, because like the brand that you're building, the color care, it's not just for people like me who are, you know, just trying to run their business and like keep their head above water and figure it all out and do better. But also it's going to influence a lot of brand designers. It's going to influence website designers who can now also start to do better and offer, you know, just better services to their clients. And the more people that you get to serve in doing this, the more it's going to change the way that we do start to think about branding, the way that we do start to think about marketing, the way we do get to work with people when they build our website or create graphics for us or, you know, do whatever. So I love this so much. We're frustrated, right? If you're a brand designer, website designer, social media manager, you're probably frustrated. You put a hundred percent into all of your effort and either the client isn't happy or down the line, they rebrand again. And you're like, but like my blood, sweat, and tears, right? (laughs) We want to be able to give our clients results. That's why people are service providers. There's no other reason. So I think why not use all the tools in our arsenal to do so? And yeah, if everyone could take the education and integrate it and change this industry, I think that would be absolutely incredible because this is like the secret wisdom that can make such a difference in your visual marketing. And it's something nobody talks about. Yeah. Like you said, just that universal language. And I just coming back to that, you know, as we start to close this out, I, I just am drawn back to that catch. I know you said it was a catchphrase, but I'm like, that's such a cool concept that, you know, I know like some people are running local businesses or whatever. So maybe they don't think about this as much, but most of our listeners are online service providers, coaches, course Mm -hmm. creators, you know, et cetera. And are doing some online aspect. And so, you know, when you're running a business online or, you know, there's some digital component to it, you do, it does cross your mind that there are people absolutely nowhere near you who are looking at your brand and they're influenced by it. And so the idea that, you know, anybody anywhere in the world could look at your brand and even if they don't speak the language, even if they can't understand the copy on your website, they are feel something when they see your brand and that idea that it's just a universal language, I think is such a cool concept that that alone should get you excited about the idea of color and figuring out 
how to infuse it correctly into your branding, into your marketing and all the things. And I just, I just love that. I think it's so cool. Thank you. I do too. You know, I I'm obsessed with it. I'm such a dork. Like this is, this is what I eat, breathe and sleep. So I'm happy to share anything about it. And I think, you know, it's something that we can use as business owners. It's something we can use in our home, on our bodies, in our food, in our towns. Like there's a reason everything's painted gray. And I think that needs to change. So Mm. I am passionate about spreading that message wherever I can. I love it. Oh, this has been so good. Oh my gosh. Like I said, you guys, if you did not listen to episode 37 back in the day when we back started the, the show. Um, <laughs> we're showing our age here. Um, go back and listen to episode 37 because Michelle dove into like all the different colors and what they kind of mean and can make you feel and all of those things. So it's so, so good. Uh, but we're going to close this out with my rapid fire round. These are just a few fun, quick questions that I think are just fun for our audience to know and and get to learn from you. So are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I'm really interested to hear this first one. What is one thing that you do every day that makes you feel alive and on fire? Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Makes me feel alive and on fire. I look out my window every day. I go out on my deck and I look at the water and the trees because I know, I mean, not to be a color dork, but I know what (laughs) it does for the body. And uh, that's what I love. I love that I can go out into my environment and take something in and know what it's going to do for my body to fuel me for the day. I knew you were going to say something so good. (laughs) coloring. I, you know. I was, I was like, it's going to be something where she takes in color somehow. It's I know. True. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. This ought to be interesting. Cause I know you're in the middle of building this incredible brand. What is the last book or podcast that you loved? Ooh. Oh, contagious Jonah Miller, uh, Jonah Berger. Amazing. Ooh, yeah. Amazing. Okay. I don't think I, yeah. That's life-changing. A, that's a book, sure. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've read that one. I'm going to have to oh, go find that now. Ooh, okay. Um, if someone asked advice on their next business investment, so just something they were going to spend money on, what would you tell them to do? Or what would you tell them to buy? I would say infuse that money into your idea, not coaching on how to execute that idea. Ooh, I like it. That's I what like I would say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love that. No, that's really good advice. I love that so much because I think we hear, and I say it a lot. I say a lot that, you know, invest in yourself, like coaching is, can be, can be, I, sh- I shouldn't say is, can be a good thing, mm-hmm. um, but I love that. Like make sure you're putting money back into your idea and not just hearing people tell you what that idea should look like. Yep, um, exactly. I love that so much. <laughs> all right. You know, you know, very well, more than most that females on fire is all about shouting out and supporting and elevating other women. So who is one other woman that you want to shout out? Oh my goodness. Besides you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love you. I'm going to say Ellen Yin. Yes. Uh, you know, she's awesome. Cubicle to CEO. And she, 
uh, when I was, this book was just a dream and I knew that I really wanted to get it out there. She's the one that reached out to me and was like, let's have an event. Like let's celebrate this. And I don't know other women that are listening to the show. Like if you've come from a painful background of female relationships, especially in your youth, like I have, that is such an out of the blue shock. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me a long time to like open my heart to receiving that. Cause I'm usually always the person that's like working and lifting other people up. So to have that done for me, like, and with you, with the summit and everything we're going to be talking about in a few minutes has just really helped me heal and move forward. And so she is definitely one of those crucial people. I love that. Oh, such a good choice. Such a good choice. <laughs> Thank <It's> you. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Last rapid fire question. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> um, it was actually from my dad. And he said, you know, coming from a film background, he's seen it all. He was at the top of his industry. And he said, Michelle, just always remember as you're building your business, because at times you watch other people succeed faster than you. And you just feel like crap. I mean, just honestly, right. We have times where we just feel like crap. And he said, just remember when you get to the top of the mountain, there's nothing there. Mm. And that really changed my perspective on so many things and made me appreciate the journey and realize there is no end goal where you're like, I finally made it or, okay, this is finally successful. Like it is all about this journey. I know that seems cliche, but that is what really stuck with me. There's nothing there when you get to the top of the mountain. So he said, it's about the journey and it's about how you get up there. So just keep that in mind with who you work with and how you do things because, you know, it it really, it all comes back good or bad. Ah, your dad is so smart. I'm telling you, I love it. Southern wisdom. I love it. And let's face it as entrepreneurs, we'll get to the top of the mountain and then we'll just go find another mountain. Exactly. (laughs) We'll just like parachute down and do it all over again. So do it all (laughs) over again every day. (laughs) I love it. That's such good advice and such a good reminder. I love that so much. All right. Tell everybody where they can find the color cure, all the different things you've got going on. And then let's talk a little bit about the summit because you're going to be not only a speaker, but our primary sponsor. So you guys, this round of the females on fire summit we have coming up is presented by the color cure. So you're going to be seeing a lot of Michelle over the next couple of weeks, which I know I love. You'll love it too. When it's all said, I apologize in advance, right? (laughs) Give them, give them all the places to go. Sure. Uh, if you want to get on the wait list for the book that's coming out in September, I'd love to have you. And that's color cured. So that's with a D at the end.com forward slash color secrets. You're also going to see that if you just go to the homepage, which is colorcured.com. And like Haley said, I'm going to be a speaker at the females on fire summit. We're going to be talking about identifying your unique color style. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of fun stuff. So I will be there live with you. We can chat in the comments. We can talk in the group, whatever works. And if you want to drop brand palettes in the group. I'm happy to review them there as well. Awesome. Oh, I love that so much. And make it easy on yourself, head to the show notes because we are going to link up all the things over there. So you can just head to the show notes, check out everything that the color cure has going on. Go give Michelle a follow all the things, but make sure you go grab your free ticket to the females on fire summit. That's females on fire summit.com and the color cure. If you're an attendee, I'm I'm not going to say what it is, but they have a very special offer for you that you do not want to miss. So grab your free ticket just so you can get that, that really amazing offer here in a couple of weeks. It's going to be 
So, so good. Michelle's presentation. It's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh my God. I love when my speakers do that. You guys are just as cheesy as me. And I love even it. More, even more. I worse. live for it. I live for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michelle, I, I could sit here all day and just tell you how grateful I am, not only for your friendship, but just for you being so open and willing to come and share with our audience. But I think, you know, how much I love you and, you know, I, I got it right back. So, for so you, appreciative, girl. so appreciative of you just coming on today and giving a little bit of a deeper dive into this. And I can't wait for them to get to see you at the summit too. Me too. I hope that everyone, you know, goes out there and has a colorful day of some sort, you know, coloring books are never just for the youth. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, maybe someone's getting ready to paint their wall and they're going to make a different choice. That'd be pretty cool. I love it. I love it so much. Well, thank you so, so much for being here today. Of course. Thanks for having me. And I'm looking forward to the summit. That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at Females on Fire. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.